Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. I hope that you are enjoying this podcast very much because, you know, you, you get to learn some stuff and hopefully you chuckle a little bit as I'm saying some silly things. I hope. That's my hope. Uh, learning and laughing. Learning and laughing. That's that's life. Learn, love, live, laugh. Uh, okay, so the first word in this episode is cynic. C-Y-N-I-C. Noun from 1542. Number one is capitalized. Sorry, I'm just adjusting my PJ pants. I'm sitting here on my bed. Uh, it's a little warm, so I had to roll them up, pull them up to my knees. Number one is capitalized for cynic. An adherent of an ancient Greek school of philosophers who held the view that virtue is the only good and that its its essence lies in self-control and independence. All right, the cynics. I only took one philosophy class, so I can't give you a whole lot more information about this. But, you know, there uh, it's ancient Greek idea that virtue is the only good. I don't I can't, I can't really give you a good definition on virtue. It's not like I can f- find it out quickly in mere seconds. Uh, virtue is the only good, and that the essence of virtue lies in self-control and independence. Hmm. You know, that's just their opinion and stuff. Everybody's got different opinions about what's good and bad and whatever. Um, self-control and independence. Well, I think I have some pretty good self-control, and I think I'm pretty independent, uh, you know, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, I'm the most good. Nobody's the most good. Um, but cynic, why, why, why are we using the word cynic here? What's, well, we, we will learn about that in the etymology, but let's read number two for cynic. A fault-finding, captious critic. A critic who is captious and just finds fault with everything. You're so cynical. Especially one who believes that human conduct is motivated wholly by self-interest. Completely by self-interest. Human conduct. So basically everybody is like, uh, I'm just going along doing my things uh, selfishly and uh, that's, that's life. This is a very, I believe, this is a very uh, closed-minded, kind of black-and-white way of looking at the world. The world is not black-and-white. There are lots of grays. Maybe 50 shades of gray, maybe more shades, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, it's it's not all black-and-white. And And so, you know, uh, human conduct cannot be, I don't think, completely motivated by self-interest. There are lots of people who do things that are not out of their own self-interest, that are trying to help other people. You know, it gets gets into the whole, like, what's selfish and selfless, and it's very complicated, but yeah, interesting, interesting. So the etymology, it is from the Greek kinikos, which is literally, literally means like a dog. Hmm. And there's more at the word hound. There's also the Greek word kion, K-Y-O-N, which means dog. So, dog, huh. 
This is this is getting more confusing by the second. I'm sure they had some reason. The Greeks had some reason to call their school of thought cynics based on dogs. Uh, oh, what is that? What is that dog? That Greek mythological dog? Is that in this book? Isn't it start with a C? Y? Oh boy, is it the three-headed dog? Hmm, I don't remember. Might have to look it up. All right, my sound effect will be, uh, you know, trying to maybe go off this whole cynic, cynical thing. Uh, maybe just like a, eh. Next word is cynical. Adjective from 1542. Number one, synonyms are captious and peevish. Peevish. Two, having or showing the attitude or temper of a cynic. As to a contemptuously distrustful of human nature and motives. Distrustful of human nature and motives. Yeah, that's cynical. As in the example, this is a quote, those cynical men who say that democracy cannot be honest and efficient. That is from F.D. Roosevelt, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Cynical men who say that democracy cannot be honest and efficient. Well, maybe Roosevelt thinks that democracy can be honest and efficient. He must not have been cynical. Uh, yeah, I guess it's like looking at the bad in everything. Is that Would that be one simple way to describe cynical? Looking, yeah, looking at the bad, finding the bad, looking, yeah, I don't know, maybe. Um, 1B, based on or reflecting a belief that human conduct is motivated primarily by self-interest. And yeah, that was similar to the one that we had in the last word. Um, yeah, reflecting a belief that human conduct is motivated primarily by self-interest. Well, at least this one uh, says primarily, which opens it up a little bit more for other things. The other one said motivated wholly by self-interest, which is W-H-O-L-L-Y. That, you know, to my mind, that means completely. Uh, yeah, so self-interest, hmm, I don't know. I don't know what, what I want to say about this. I feel like I have things to say, but I don't know. I am not typically cynical, I don't think. Um, yeah, this is this is one of those times where I feel like Maybe talking off the top of my head is not always the best idea. But, hey, this is what we got. As in, we have an example for this. A cynical ploy to win votes. It's all about selfishness. I, I'm not a big fan of selfishness. I think, you know, you got to be selfish to an extent, but overall, hmm, not a big fan of it. Cynically is an adverb. We have some synonym information. Cynical, misanthropic, pessimistic mean deeply distrustful. All of those those three words mean deeply distrustful. Cynical implies having a sneering disbelief in sincerity or integrity, as in cynical about politicians' motives. So you just think, you know, you don't believe when people are sincere 
or have integrity? Uh, you know, sometimes that's true, but not all the time. You can't look at everybody and and think that they are not being sincere. Maybe maybe you need to trust them a little bit more. These are all my personal opinions. Obviously, I'm not an expert on being cynical, I guess. <laughs> Misanthropic suggests a rooted distrust and dislike of human beings and their society. Whoa, that's a, yeah, that takes it to another place. A distrust and dislike just of in general human beings and their society. So all human beings and all of society? Misanthropic? As in, a solitary and misanthropic artist. They just they just don't want to be in society around other human beings. Well, hey, guess what? You are a human being. So, you know, deal with that. Pessimistic implies having a gloomy, distrustful view of life. As in, pessimistic about the future. You got a negative, gloomy, distrustful outlook on what is to come. Uh huh, ha ha ha. I mean, I've definitely had times in my life where I was maybe all of these things. You know, it could be minutes, seconds, days, hours, whatever. But uh, in general, I don't think I'm really any of these things. You know, it's taken taken a long time to get there. I mean, you know, I might go back to these. We'll see how I feel. I might go back to being pessimistic. But overall, I don't know. I think I'm fairly optimistic. We're not here to talk about those words. We got to wait until the P's to talk about pessimistic and the M's to talk about misanthropic. Yeah. Let's talk about more cynic stuff. Meh. We have cynicism. Noun from 1663. Number one is capitalized. The doctrine of the cynics. That is the Greek school of philosophers. Two. Cynical attitude or quality. Also, a cynical comment or act. Eh. Next we have, completely changing gears here, Sinomalgus monkey. Two words. Sinomalgus is C-Y-N-O-M-O-L-G-U-S. Noun from 1936. A macaque of southeastern Asia, Borneo, and the Philippines that sometimes feeds on marine crustaceans and shellfish and is often used in medical research. And I really don't like that last part. The scientific name of this macaque is Macaca fascicularis. Fascicularis. Macaca fascicularis. Uh, Let's see, this is from uh, the Latin cinomalgus, I think it's the same word, uh, or just about. Uh, that is a member of an ancient tribe in Africa, also from the Greek kinomalgi, uh, how do you say this word? Kinomalgi, that literally means, uh-oh, dog milkers, the people who milk the dogs. You know, so if I'm just basing knowledge, no. That's not how you talk. If I'm just trying to figure this out based on what I'm reading, maybe this ancient tribe in Africa was found milking dogs, which if that's if those are the animals that you got and you want some milk, I mean that's that makes sense. 
Um, but also, I wouldn't be surprised if it was more of a derogatory term, which isn't very kind. Uh, so, but so maybe these monkeys were found in that same region in Africa, although they're not in Africa, Southeastern Asia, Borneo, and Philippines. I I, I am not understanding this. But obviously, we got to post a picture of a cinnamalgus monkey uh, because, you know, I want to see what it looks like. I'm always game to learn about other primates and apes and monkeys. (sighs) Next is Sinusure, or just Sinusure. C-Y-N-O-S-U-R-E. Noun from 1565. One is capitalized. It is the northern constellation Ursa Minor. And also the synonym North Star. Now, wait a minute. The northern constellation Ursa Minor is a whole constellation of stars. But then North Star is just one star. So that's a little confusing to me. But maybe the North Star, the other name for it is Sinusure. Uh, number two, one that serves to direct or guide. That serves to direct or guide? So is that like a tour guide? Is a tour guide a sinusure or a sinusure? Number three, a center of attraction or attention, as in turned an eyesore into a sinusure. That is a quote from Catherine Reynolds. What was Catherine talking about? What what eyesore was this that was turned into a a what a a thing that guides people a thing a, a center attraction a thing that people look at hmm uh yeah this is from uh it's middle french means ursa minor and latin sinusura which means ursa minor <laughs> let's see what else the greek kinosura Kinosura, which means dog's tail. So we got this, we got this, still this Greek dog thing going on. Um, I'm trying to remember which constellation is Ursa Minor. Is it the, I don't know, maybe we'll post a picture, show you which of the stars is Sinusure. Eh. Next is Cynthia, with a capital C, the name Cynthia. Noun from the 14th century. One, the synonym is Artemis. And two, it is the moon personified as a goddess. So it doesn't say it's the moon goddess. It's the moon personified as a goddess. Oh, hello, Audrey. You just appeared from under the bed. What What are you doing out down there? Um... My uh, my mother-in-law is named Cynthia, so I guess uh, I, I I will call her the moon goddess. I, I don't know. That might be kind of awkward if I did that. Uh, this is Latin. It is the feminine of Cynthius, which means of Synthus, which is from Synthus, which is the mountain on Delos where she was born. So... Cynthia was born on the mountain on Delos. I don't know where that is. Probably, yeah, Greek. This is all Greek. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Eh, eh. C-Y-O, all caps. 
I'm not so sure if this sound effect is is fully uh, cynical. Uh, you know, it was just th- the thought that I had of like, what is cynical? It's just it's just like not caring. I don't know. That's sort of how I was imagining it. But it's more it's more negative. I think it's like, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I'll probably just keep it. Okay. C Y O all caps. Abbreviation for Catholic Youth Organization. Next, moving on. Ugh. It is cipher with a Y, the chiefly British variation of cipher with an I. Ugh. Next is, I have to look at the pronunciation because it's not what I would think it would be. It is cypre, cypra, cypra, or cypra. Looks French. C-Y-P-R-E-S. See, the S was what was throwing me off. Is it a... No, actually, I think it's Cypray. Because it looks like it's a line over the A. Cypray. First form, noun from 1802. A rule providing for the interpretation of instruments in equity as nearly as possible in conformity to the intention of the testator or testator, when literal construction is illegal, impractical, or impossible. And then called also Cypre. Oh, sorry, this is two words. I should, I didn't even notice. C-Y is the first word. P-R-E-S is the second word. Uh, This is called also Cypre Doctrine. I, I don't know what we're talking about here. It's a rule. This looks like a legal thing. A rule providing for the interpretation of instruments in equity as nearly as possible in conformity to the intention of the testator when literal literal construction is illegal, impractical, or impossible. Something about constructing things. This is Anglo-French, and it means so near as near as may be. So near as near as may be. All of this goes completely over my head. If you've got any thoughts on it, you know how to get in contact with me, I think, I hope. <sighs> Second form of Cypre, adverb from 1885, in accordance with the rule of Cypre. So the first one, the rule, is a noun, and then the adverb is, you know, related to that. Blech. Next word, it is our last one. We've got two forms. First form of the word Cyprus, C-Y-P-R-E-S-S. Noun from the 14th century, 1A1, any of a genus of evergreen trees and shrubs with small overlapping leaves resembling scales. And we will have to post a picture of this Cypress evergreen tree. The genus name is Cupressus, and the family name is Cupressaceae, or Cupressaceae. I just love saying those silly words. 1A2, any of several conifer, no, coniferous trees of the cypress family or the bald cypress family, especially the synonym Uh, It's the first definition for bald cypress. 1B. The wood of the cypress tree 
is called cypress. Two, branches of cypress used as a symbol of mourning, like like somebody died and you're sad and you're mourning. So uh, that the branches of the cypress tree, I wonder why. What happened there? What's the purpose of that? Uh, what do they look like? This is from... Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it takes you back down to the Greek... I mean, isn't there a isn't there a Greek island, Cyprus, or one of the maybe one of the islands in the Mediterranean is Cyprus? I can't remember, but uh, you know, it takes you back to the Greek word kaiparisos, kai, kaiparisos, but it doesn't say what it means. So that just must have been their name for the tree, I guess. One more for this episode. Ah, here we go. Getting a little bit more information. <sighs> I'm so cynical. Second form of cypress, noun from the 15th century. A silk or cotton, usually black gauze. Let me, let me read that again. A silk or cotton, usually black gauze, formerly used for mourning. Hmm. Yeah, maybe, uh, I think it, maybe people put this black fabric around their arm to show that they're mourning and uh this is from cyprus which is a mediterranean island is it its own country or are they part of greece or italy i don't know which one maybe something else uh but yeah maybe this is the island where these uh black uh no 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 these uh the cypress trees and then they took the branches but uh, you know how it became this is the silk or the cotton the gauze from the tree? But it's, you know, there's still, there's definitely a connection because it's a symbol of mourning. Yeah, maybe, maybe we got to post a link to learn more about this Cypress stuff. So the words in this episode were cynic, cynical, cynicism, cynomalgus monkey, cynosure, Cynthia, CYO, cipher, Cyprey, Cyprey, Cyprus, and Cyprus. All very good words. I, app- I applaud you all. Uh, I, I think I'm actually going to pick Cynthia as the word of the episode. Uh, it's my mother-in-law's name, and I think it's just, you know, I don't think I've really picked one of these uh, sort of Greek god god, god or goddess things. So um, also it's the moon. The moon is pretty great. I like the moon. So Cynthia... Cynthia is the moon personified as a goddess. Cynthia. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is going to be the end of this this episode, all the wordy things. Um, I've probably mentioned this before, but if I haven't, I'm sorry. Uh, there is a great podcast that I'm listening to slowly, but I am starting from the beginning to, to go through them all. It is Brett Goldstein's podcast, Films to be Buried With. And uh, if you like movies and funny things, go listen to it. It's great. Uh, Yeah, Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Just go listen to it. A lot of British talk. That's fine. It's good Good to hear other stuff if you're not used to that. And uh, yeah, I I also very much like movies. So it's fun to hear people talk about them. Gives me some good recommendations too. Sharon and I are uh, every once in a while, we're like, "What's, what's on the films to be buried with list? that we haven't seen. So we've watched a handful of those so far. All right. 
that's it. You, there's no more for today. You got to wait until tomorrow to go hear some more. Oh my God, you guys, we're literally three, I think three, one, oh, four, wait, one, two, yeah, I think we're four episodes away from the end of the seas. Congratulations, you did it. So did I. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. Goodbye.